welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans, Oklahoma State Athletics Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. And as always, the Cowboy Chronicles podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. Jacob, on the topic of Zaxby's, uh, I, I live I live in Bethany. Bethany football player came to my door the other day selling this little card for 20 bucks. Oh, yeah, I bought one of, of those one year. Yeah, a uh, ton of stuff. Go to Zaxby's with it. Get a free zappetizer. What? Can't beat it. Well, tell Can't them to stop it. by my house. I'm not far I'll, from Bethany here. I'll let I, them know. I need to I'll send them your way. I need to get in one of those cards. It's good. There it's were some a, other things I use in there too. I probably shouldn't talk about since they're not a sponsor <laughs> for the podcast. But, right. but there still, are a couple things I used on that a year still, ago. Or, still a good, so. good, good value. Yeah. Can't beat a free zappetizer. No. So if you live in Bethany, find you a football player. Yeah. And there's not a Zaxby's very far from Bethany either. We're right. North, Northwest Expressway. That's exactly right. So, so um, on that topic, on, uh, uh, moving on to other topics, um, we're recording from your house today. This is our second time recording yeah. from the podcast here, your new house. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was thinking uh, as I was on my way over here about all the random places that we've recorded this podcast. Yeah. Like uh, you could probably count on one hand the number of time we, times we've actually gone in the studio and recorded this podcast. Yeah, maybe twice. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, yeah. Two three times maybe, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. We've uh, we've checked a lot of places, a lot of uh, a lot of highways. Yeah, mostly it's in our cars. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Back in the old days when we went to Stillwater for interviews. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. We've done did cars on trips too on road yeah. games. Yeah. And um, some uh, Tulsa. Uh, we did uh, another little like a coach's booth. Yeah, exactly. We did that at the Tulsa game last yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. Um. I've, I can't remember if you were involved in any of these because uh, might have been before your time. But uh, did a couple of hotel lobbies. One yeah, with, that uh, wasn't me. Nathan uh-uh. Ruiz and yeah. I. We were uh, we were in a hotel lobby uh, with all the lights out because it was uh, it had been after a night game, <laughs> and uh, we were sitting there recording. And the uh, the uh, person working in the, the lobby just came over and brought us some water right in the middle oh, of it. Oh, that's it was, nice. It was really friendly. Yeah, it was nice. Um, yeah, it was it was um, very courteous and uh, interrupted the podcast, yeah. but that was okay. It was it was friendly. <laughs> it was nice. It was appreciated. We were thirsty, so we it did, worked out. We'll see what we did last year. We did. On the road from Iowa State, mm-hmm. we did that on the way back because yep. we got out of there. We were driving for a while overnight. Uh, Texas, we did on the road, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, we did that the day after the game because it was a night game, so we waited till we left Austin that day. That's right. Um, Tulsa, we did in the coach's booth. Yeah. Those are the only ones I think I went on the road last year. Yeah, I think so. So, uh, yeah, that's yeah. – some interesting, uh, interesting locations we've recorded yeah, this podcast. We've, we've made it work. Um, we haven't actually done one in the still in the OSU press box. We haven't. We haven't. We never hang around no. for that. No, we get uh, get on the road and yeah, get going for that. So, um, and lots guess, at your house too. Yeah, quite a few at my house. Mm-hmm. Quite a few at my house. Um, I would guess that uh, our first post game press conference of the season will be. Uh, Will be either on the road or via telephone, one or the other. Yeah, depending on uh, on on what the uh, what the situation is with uh, with how many people are allowed in the press box mm-hmm. and all those sorts of things. But a night game, six thirty p.m. kickoff for Oklahoma State versus Tulsa, announced today. We're recording this on uh, on Tuesday, a little bit before noon. So, um, 
Six thirty kickoff for the uh, for the game against Tulsa. Either ESPN or ESPNU. For those of you who uh, need to check your streaming service to make sure you have the proper network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I got burned on that. Uh, uh, I guess it would have been two springs ago with a uh, with an OSU baseball game that was on ESPNU, and I thought I had ESPNU. And I, oh uh, I no, uh, that was a that was a frustrating moment. Um, you just switch cable services then because everything's internet based. I mean, exactly. You just switch at that point. Like, yeah, oh, I, I'm done I, with this one. I'm moving to this one. Yeah, I, okay. yeah. Uh, like I found out five minutes before the game, and and I was uh, I had a new service by like the middle of the first inning. So <laughs> it isn't that great now that you can just do that? Yeah, it is. And I'm pretty sure I got a, a, a like a free seven day trial that yeah. I just canceled and got rid of the other service. Oh, there you go. Yeah, didn't even have to worry about it again. Uh, I only needed it for that one series, and then it was and then it was over. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, six thirty p.m. kickoff time. Not a not a big surprise. I kind of I kind of had a feeling it was going to be a night game, mm-hmm. um, just based on on everything. Uh, some interesting kickoff times for that uh, that opening weekend that were that were announced. Um, the uh, the one that at least made me giggle was Central uh, Coastal Carolina versus Kansas nine p.m. That's the new Pac twelve at dark is yeah, Kansas Kansas. That's exactly right. <laughs> Coastal Carolina and Kansas and the new uh, the new Pac twelve after dark. FS one for that one. Um, but uh, but yeah, they scattered the games out throughout the day. A few eleven a.m.s. Houston, Houston Baptist at Texas Tech at seven on Big Twelve plus on ESPN plus. Right. Yeah. That's uh. You know, that's, that's what you that's what you get for scheduling Houston Baptist. Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, we're gonna shove you on there. Um, yeah, but no other OSU games announced. That I, is I, that SMU TCU game on Friday, September 11th, yeah. is gonna be a good one. I think that was uh, that was interesting. I it's also it. a late kickoff, eight o'clock, eight on o'clock that one. on a Friday night. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. That, that's that's a I mean, for a football game, it's gonna take three to four hours, right? That's a, that's a long night. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> that uh, that absolutely is. So. Um. Yeah, go, we'll go ahead and warn our uh, our readers right now. I don't know how many people that listen to the podcast mm-hmm. who don't uh, who aren't following our content digitally. Mm-hmm. But for those who listen to the podcast but read the paper, uh, don't expect any print coverage of the OSU Tulsa game in the in the Sunday paper no. the day after. We will not be or uh, the OU Missouri State game right. just to make sure you know we're not being fair here. The deadlines right. are too exactly. early now. Yeah. Um those games aren't getting in the paper. Right. That, exactly. we're, that we're aware of unless things change between unless now and something then. changes between now and then we will not have uh, our normal coverage in the uh, in the print product. You'll have to go online for that, which uh, I highly recommend anyway. Yeah. Digital subscriptions are a great deal right now. So uh, so jump on that and, uh, and and follow us there and help your two favorite OSU writers out. Exactly, help us out a little bit. We, we keep this podcast it. going if you subscribe. Yeah, and Zaxby's keeps giving away free appetizers. Yes, well, no, I shouldn't. I, they're not giving us any free appetizers. I bought that on my own. That's true. Yeah, we but, haven't got uh, anything from Zaxby's. We do appreciate Zaxby's. Except so their money. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we appreciate them very much. Uh, I tell you what, let's take a quick break on the Cowboy Chronicles, sponsored by Zaxby's. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about what Mike Gundy had to say yesterday. We're back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. All right, Mike Gundy spoke to the media uh, on Monday for about 20 minutes or so. 
got uh he's getting a little bit more in into rhythm now that it's uh mm-hmm. getting closer to game game day and answers are getting a little longer yeah a little bit more in in depth in uh, in some of the things he's talking about um i thought uh i thought some of the stuff you asked him about chuba hubbard who we haven't yeah. we hadn't asked anyone about to this point which was weird yeah that's what uh, i pointed out to him i was like listen mike uh this is our third time talking to you and chuba's name hasn't been brought up once so right. What's he look like right now, basically? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, how's he improved? And, exactly. Um, gave me a decent answer, and I tried to follow up on the backups, and he still kind of brought that back to Chuba. So, yeah, he went and talked more about Chuba. Um, you know, but I just, you kind of wondered at times if Chuba's even uh, alive. Right, yeah. The way things were kind of going this preseason. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I, But I thought his answer was interesting in that, you know, he didn't really specifically say it, but he led you to believe that they really have been protecting him quite a bit yeah. in uh, in preseason camp, and now are starting to ramp him up in terms mm-hmm. of how much contact he's getting and and all those sorts of things. Yeah, the question I kind of want to ask is, I wanted to ask, um, in a way, after that too, um, what they learned from last season yeah. with his body right. and fatigue, because you know they talked about him getting fatigued towards the end of the season, right? You know how they adjust that. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to me. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, that's where I was hoping that he would get into a little bit more detail about the uh, about the backups, mm-hmm. um, because I I think they're in a better situation now than they were a year ago, with uh, with LD Brown and Des Jackson both uh, available. I think that uh, I think that helps out the situation. Um, LD was was solid and got better as the year went on. Mm-hmm. Got became a little bit more more helpful, but. Um, you know, with with somebody who's a little bit bigger in Des Jackson, a little bit more of a power runner that they can put in in some some specific situations and do some different things. Um, or if it's putting both backs out there mm-hmm. and uh, and you know using Chuba as a decoy from time to time and let him not worry about uh, contact at least uh, sometimes when he's on the phone on the field. So that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. Um. Backup quarterback was discussed as well, mm-hmm. since we're on the topic of backups. Um, I, f- I, feel, I feel bad for Ethan Bullock because things have gone uh, really bad for him with the way this worked out because I don't see any chance that he uh, – uh, if, if you'd asked me – we probably discussed this on the podcast at some point, but if you'd asked me in the summer who I, who I thought the backup was going to be, I would have said for sure him yeah. because I, I, I expected them to try to redshirt Shane Illingworth this year, mm-hmm. but with the NCAA decision to not count eligibility against guys who play this this, this fall, why would you not make Illingworth mm-hmm. the guy if he's if he's the the second best quarterback you've got? Yeah, I mean you've he's got the leg up. He got here earlier than Bullock. Um, you know he got here in January, obviously. Um, right. That's that's a big step forward, even without a spring football season. Yeah, essentially for a quarterback, he got to go through workouts and meetings and stuff that they had. I think that gives him a leg up, and and it kind of you know the NCAA ruling on that makes me wonder how many red shirts we're going to see guys right. in Norwood redshirt get to play because you know even Gundy yesterday mentioned Brennan Presley would probably get to right. play some offense, yeah, which we weren't expecting. And the last we had talked right. to um, Casey Dunn. He kind of hinted that he wasn't going to play offense right. this year; that he was just kind of far away. But that was before the NCAA ruling, mm-hmm. and now that changes, and you could go out there and play Brendan Presley, 
right? Get him some experience, and then if you want to still redshirt him next year, you can still play him in four games if things yeah. are back to normal, mm-hmm. and <laughs> you still got four more years of Brendan Presley if you want. Yeah. I mean, some of these some of these freshmen could be, you know, pretty old, right? For in college football terms, yeah, for, exactly. In in a few years, um, yeah, if they. This could go into a six, seven-year career right. for some of these guys. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's an interesting scenario, and I, I think that's part of why you know, I was surprised at the number of, of true freshmen Gundy said uh, a week ago would, would mm-hmm. p- possibly play. He said five to seven guys, and I started trying to come up with, with five to seven guys off the top of my head that, that I thought would have a chance, and I, I, I couldn't come up with enough mm-hmm. guys. Um you know, there have been some some DBs that I think are making uh, some good impressions, like Corey Black and Jabbar Muhammad. Um, but uh, you know, you start trying to fill out a list of guys, and you know, you throw in Illingworth. Now you throw in Presley. We're still only at four right mm-hmm. there. So I don't know how um, much you're going to get out of offensive linemen. Still, Gundy kind of believes right. in letting them have a year to develop. Yeah, before putting them on the field. Yeah, exactly. Um, but their depth, who knows? I guess, right? Um, and then, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, what do you? Right. I can't think of linebackers. They're going to find some time. No, not with four seniors ahead of them, and and two guys that were redshirt that redshirted mm-hmm. last year. The uh, the chance for them to get on the field. And I mean, I mean, now the, the good thing is you can throw a guy onto special teams now that maybe you would yeah. have uh, maybe hesitated before. But um, but you know, other than that, it's just it's. It's tough to find uh, spots for guys. There's no Trace Ford type player, right? Right. It's going to explode defensively. I don't. Uh, that I don't think. I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't think so. That's the that's the weird thing about they've got so many returning guys, especially on defense, but on mm-hmm. offense too. Uh, that it's just it's hard to figure out where guys are going to fit in into the into the scheme. So maybe it's a lot of special teams work for for guys. And if you have guys that are that are capable, that's absolutely a, mm-hmm. a valid way to use some of those guys. So I'll be fascinated to see how things go in the Tulsa game and uh, and beyond that, just how they uh, mix those guys in and and what they do with uh, with everybody. So going to be uh, going to be really fascinating. Um, Rashad Owens was the guy I was trying. I was trying to think of. There was a receiver that I yeah, been, yeah. I I've been seeing. Uh, a lot of a lot of photos of him popping up in uh, in what OSU sends out, uh, makes available to the media, and uh, he was a guy at receiver that uh, seems to be kind of popping up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to Presley, Presley's been there plenty too. So uh, that's another guy, a bigger guy that uh, that I think they really like. Just that's based on photos, so we haven't actually. He talked was the to one at the him. spring practice we got to go to. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, he, he was, was hanging out. On the he sideline. was yeah, he was on uh, on spring break that week. Yeah. Uh, he was impressive looking, so that yeah. didn't surprise me. Yeah, absolutely. And a uh, very talented athlete. Um, uh, I can't remember the details now that we're now that we're actually talking about it, but he like set this Texas state record in the triple jump or something like that. Jeez. As a as a junior. Obviously didn't get to compete his senior season, but um, but still um, pretty uh, pretty impressive. All right, I'll tell you what, let's take one more break. We'll come back and uh, kind of wrap this thing up with uh, a little bit of talk about the defense and some other things that uh, we haven't gotten to yet. Coming right back on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's.
We're back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. I said we we're going to talk about defense, but there was one thing that I uh, I wanted to to discuss because I, I I enjoyed getting the chance to write this story about Chandler Anthony, the um, older brother of uh, Hunter Anthony, the offensive lineman, uh, joining Oklahoma State as a grad transfer. Uh, feels like this is just a guy that just wanted a chance to hang out with his brother for his senior mm-hmm. season and uh, and help the Cowboys wherever possible. I mean, he wasn't, uh, you know, he did he didn't start a ton of games down at North Texas, so it's not, you know, he he basically had quit football. He was yep. ready to move on with his life, and uh, and and this opportunity arose. Um, so it's uh, it's kind of a fun story that that these guys and you know we were both covering high schools when they were coming through, mm-hmm. um, so we we kind of got to know the family a little bit, and uh, um, you know it's nice to see these guys get this opportunity uh, here at the end at the end of Chandler's career and right in, in kind of the prime of of Hunter's career to uh to get to spend a year together yeah um I know Hunter a little bit better than I do Chandler right um but it's a good family they're good kids and um I like the the aspect that he talked about you there's no expectations of playing time whatsoever right. I thought was fascinating to me yeah. like you know what like I'll go and get some more education paid for and show up and hang out with my brother for a year. Right. Um, and I, I told you this too, but it reminded me of kind of, of John Kolar transferring to Iowa state right. to go play with Charlie mm-hmm. last year at Iowa. I mean, there was no expectation that John was ever going to play quarterback right. for Iowa state. I mean, they have Brock Purdy and, and capable backups, but yeah. he got to go and hang out with Charlie for a year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love stories like that. That's that's fun. That's that's another good aspect of college athletics. You can get sometimes. You can still take it to the you know high school. You get to grow up together and you get to play together if you're if you're you know the ages match up right with brothers and sisters or whatever. But like colleges, you don't get that opportunity. When you get that right. opportunity, it's pretty cool. To me. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I loved it. It was fun talking to Chandler for the story. He's a really well-spoken kid. Um, definitely going to have a successful career, I think, uh, in business whenever he mm-hmm. uh, whenever he moves on uh, to that realm of his life after this. He, I will say, the one funny thing about them is they look totally different to me. Yeah, they do. You got clean-cut Chandler, and then you got long hair, baby-faced Hunter. Right. It's beautiful. It's just, yeah. It's just. It's it's great. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you one guess as to what uh, Chandler's minor was. At North Texas. So he's a business major, right? He's a business major. Minor was... Oh, it's going to be something random, isn't it? Uh, yes yes, and no. You're going to kick yourself when you find out. Journalism. Oh, I thought you were going to get it for a second. German. German. I thought about that because I know the family's German background. Right. Yes. But I thought, I don't know if North Texas will even offer that. Yeah. I was so, I was a little bit surprised. Uh, I was surprised when he said that. I overthought that. it. Uh-huh. I overthought it. Um, the, the most interesting thing that he told me, though, about it was that uh, he and Hunter, it was their first language. German was their first language really? because because their mom spoke it. She was obviously yeah. born and raised in Germany, uh, and that they uh, they spoke that in the house before they learned English. And and uh, obviously by the time they got to uh, you know pre K and yeah. things like that, then they had to start speaking English. But, wow! 
So you got I got German in my family, so yeah. I don't know much. I, I took German in like fifth grade in elementary, uh, which is impressive at Caney Valley that we were right. taking, we are German was offered. It was fun. I loved it. Never was offered again school though, so I never <laughs> pursued it. Um, but German in my family, so like we'll have some German meals and stuff kind of passed down through my family, right? Uh, uh, nice. But none of the language. I need to get back, and that'd be kind of fun. Maybe right. if they ever get a chance to talk to Chandler, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be good stuff. <laughs> Um, moving on to some other uh, some other topics that uh, that have been discussed the last couple of days, uh, looks like Alex Hale, the Australian walk on, is going to be the uh, the place kicker. Uh, are you as excited about him as you were Tom Hutton at punter? That's I, my first question for you. I, I'm I'm pretty excited. Okay, I'm pretty excited about it. Okay, um, he's got a fascinating story himself. He's 22 years old already. He's yeah, a, he's a uh, redshirt sophomore right now. He was 20 when he came to to OSU. He had been a soccer player. Um, had uh, had actually gone to college for I don't know how long, maybe a year or two in Australia. Came to America and uh, and and went to the John Carney training facility. Uh, trained with with John Carney to learn how to become a, a place kicker. Walks on at Oklahoma State and and now uh, redshirt sophomore and uh, and he's the guy. So we'll Love find it. out what he's got. It's fascinating. Fascinating. Is he married stuff. like Tom Hutton too? Not that I know okay. of. Okay. Not that I know of. I don't I don't believe that he is. Um, you know, when I asked the question about the uh, kickers and punters of Gundy yesterday, I kind of thought he would at least give us some update as to where things stood with uh, with Tom Hutton, and uh, he he caught me off guard with how uh, how short he was in his response, and uh, I should have followed up, but I didn't. Um, but the punters will be the same. Yeah, that's, that's, the, what, that's that, that was know. your update. The punters <laughs> are the same. Nothing's yes, changed. Exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> So uh, that's where that's where things stand uh, on that as well. So um, I said we talk about defense, so we'll wrap it up over there. Um, we got to talk to uh, got to talk to Trace Ford and Christian Holmes last week. That was a was, lot of fun. It was that was a, the most fun I think we've had this preseason camp. It was they were both fantastic. Um, you know, you and I had talked to to Trace before while he was in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had talked to him probably several more times than I had, but. Um, um, you know, he was, he's always been a, a little bit reserved. He's yeah. n- not, um, not, uh, it's not that he doesn't say a lot, but, uh, he's always been a little bit reserved, but he was, uh, he was great to talk to. He gave us a lot of good information, dropped the, uh, the, the, the COVID bomb on us. That, that family likes to drop news. I think, I don't know if I told the story in this podcast and when I found out ahead of time, he was coming to OSU cause his mom just randomly dropped it in an interview. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right in front I forgot of him. about that. <laughs> you know, like it was, it was, you know, obviously his senior year and I was there working on the big story about his big family. Cause he's got a, a lot of brothers and sisters. Nine total. I, I think nine so. Total? Something seven or nine. Yeah. Um, and I'm writing the story. I'm meeting with him at Evan Santa Fe's coach's office, his mom, his dad, his old nephew, and Trace are all there, and we're talking later, and, um, and we're not even really like the interview's pretty much done. We're just talking, and um, and she just drops randomly, you know, when he commits to OSU on Friday, and I'm hoping he can play baseball too. <laughs> and Trace's mouth just dropped <laughs> because he had worked so hard to keep this a secret, right? Um, and they swore me to secret, you know. I was, I'm not going to ruin it for a kid, but right. uh, you know, it was so funny because that's what that reminded me of last week when Trace just like because you asked him. 
mean, yeah. you brought it up like, hey, who was sick in your house? Uh-huh. Because his mom had posted about it on social media about someone in the family having right. it. Yeah. And uh, we didn't realize it was him. Right. No, no, there was uh, <laughs> there was nothing to uh, to lead us to, to know that. And so I, I had to ask, of course, just just to be safe, just because, you know, to follow up, I had to ask anybody else in your family have it and his response was i don't think so <laughs> that's a sign that you've got a big family right there yeah. <laughs> not not positive whether anybody yeah. else had covid-19 can't keep track of everybody right uh, <laughs> but just the finding that out after i mean the whole reason that uh that we were talking to him was because he's having this great preseason mm-hmm. camp and everybody's talking about how he looks bigger and faster and stronger. And then he drops this on us that he had COVID-19 and, and in mid, in mid July, yeah. like just a little over a month ago, he was getting, getting healthy, but he still feels like he's out of shape and all these sorts of things. And is it's fascinating to, uh, to hear his, uh, hear his story and, and where he, uh, where he stands right now, because, this is a guy that has a chance to be big time good this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he said he lost eight pounds from this. Everyone can yeah. talk about how much bigger he is. And I'm right. like, good Lord, how big did he get? <laughs> yeah. You know? Um I just he's he's lined up for a monster season if he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. Um he's he's so explosive that we saw last year. Right. And then he started I think he felt like you felt like he started to read the the opposing offense is better mm-hmm. as the season went on. Yeah. I think of that drop back interception he had. Um, that was such a big play and kind of a surprise because usually he's all in attack mode most of the time and to see him back and drop and pick off that pass I thought was yeah kind of a point to me that shows his growth too. Yeah, absolutely. And he talked about how he's learned to love watching film mm-hmm. and, and reading tackles and yeah. understanding what Yeah, because he's completely do. raw. I mean, he didn't play oh, much absolutely. high school football. No, no. And he was a, he was a two-way player mm-hmm. and um, – you know, then went into basketball after that, and then into baseball, and never really focused solely mm-hmm. on uh, on being a football player. And so never really played much varsity game until his junior year. He got to start mm-hmm. with some injuries, and they put him on the defensive line. They put him at tackle, <laughs> right? You know, as ju- as a junior, and he was out of position, and then eventually they were able to move him around and kind of get some things figured out personnel wise. But yeah, he's completely raw. And- yeah. Just to see him explode like this is a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And then, as I mentioned, we talked to Christian Holmes too. Mm-hmm. Um, I I got to ask him the question. Uh, you know, these are the, some of the questions we don't get a lot of chances to ask in a mm-hmm. in a Zoom call because you're so limited on on the opportunities you have. But I asked him another question. I followed up with why he chose the number zero. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Why he chose that number. And because I'm always curious why guys choose, especially zero. Yeah. But, uh, but, but any number, I'm, I, I always, there's always good stories behind that. And he said there wasn't really a story behind it, but he did say he wore 21 at Missouri. He said that he uh, reached out to Barry Sanders uh, <laughs> through Instagram to see if he could, uh, if he could wear 21. Barry didn't uh, respond. <laughs> did, did not hear back on that one. Did not hear back. Welcome to the life of trying to get a hold of Barry Sanders, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, um, and and had he got a response, I'm pretty sure the answer would have been uh, no. Sorry, <laughs> it's like I didn't let my son <laughs> yeah. wear it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't say it that way. Uh, I don't. I don't know that uh, Barry J actually tried to wear 21. I think 26 was his number anyway. But um, just for the sake of the joke, yeah. Um, Barry's son did not wear 21. So I don't think Christian Holmes yeah. was going to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. 
Um, anything that uh, anything that I forgot? The biggest thing I forgot? Anything uh, that we didn't touch on? We get uh, get talk to the offense later today. We're defensive players on uh, on Wednesday, uh, and then game as, week. Yeah, and then game week is here. It's almost Which here. Is weird. It's really weird. It's uh, it's really really going to be strange. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, about your role so that people understand. Oh, yeah. People that follow uh, follow along will finish up with that. You can kind of explain that uh, things are changing a little bit for uh, for you. Yeah. So um, I'm still covering football. Don't I don't want people to think I'm not covering football. Um, I'm still heavily involved in football, just for both OSU and OU coverage now. Um, I think the way I understand it, um, I'll be the college basketball insider. So my right. primary focus a lot of times will be college basketball. Um, both universities, OU and OSU. Um, I still anticipate a lot of OSU coverage on that this season, considering uh, Kate Cunningham and company uh, right. are in town. Yeah. Um, I would I would assume that that's a, a lot of coverage still. Um, and I developed a lot of great relationships, and, and I've fell in love with covering college basketball. So I'm excited about that. And I'll still cover baseball or whatever else is needed too. Right. Um, I'm sure a lot of OSU baseball, to be honest. Um, but, uh, you know, so yeah, so it's just kind of a different role. I'll be bouncing back and forth a little bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe still, you know, you'll, you'll, I'll still be on this podcast regularly and whatnot right. too. So yeah, um, not going anywhere. Just you'll see more OU stuff from me right now than obviously before. Exactly. So, so. Don't be mad. Yeah, please don't come at me on that. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Doing what we got to do. Yeah, you know, um, I have no allegiance, so I will cover whomever I am told to. So um, that just don't come at me for that, thinking I have some sort of bias, because I don't. Right, exactly. All right, good stuff. That'll, uh, That'll wrap it up today for the Cowboy Chronicles, which, as always, is presented by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand breaded chicken and fresh made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast.